Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Good afternoon to you, Dr. Mann. How are good you? Good afternoon. It's good to be here. It's always good to be here, and it's always fun to have you in, Dr. Mann, because I learned so much on this program. We talk about uh, just what's going on with our mouths and how that impacts our health overall, and it's it's always fascinating to me just how much uh, the, the mouth impacts the rest of our bodies in, in ways that uh, maybe even a year or five years ago, we just would didn't really comprehend or, or, or think about. Um, but we've got a fascinating show lined up for today, and we're going to be talking about oral cancer, Dr. Man. And, uh, you know, that's uh, two, two scary words put together that a lot of people uh, may get a, a little scared about, but it's important to really stay ahead of this and to understand what's going on. So what are the signs and symptoms when it comes to oral cancer? Yeah, cancer is that scary C word you definitely don't want to hear. Um, and some of the signs and symptoms are, and probably the most common symptom is, there isn't a symptom. Uh, so that in scary. itself is scary. Yeah. Um, and that's why we encourage everyone to visit the dentist. It's not just about your teeth when you come into the dental office. You're also, especially in my office, getting an oil cancer screening um, every time you come in. So, um, but but there are some symptoms that would suggest um, that you possibly could have um or cancer, and, and one of those is is soreness in in a specific area, like uh, that, that's constantly there. Now, you know, aphthous ulcers is a common soreness we get in our mouth, and it can last anywhere from ten days to two weeks, and it's very sore when you uh, eat something salty, and it could just hurt all the time. Um, but they usually go away within ten days to two weeks. If you have a soreness or a lump in your mouth that doesn't go away in two weeks. Um, we recommend that you come into our office, okay? And um, the most common area that we find uh, oral cancer is is on the on the side of the tongue. So one of the symptoms would be a soreness on the side of your tongue that comes back in the same place over and over again, not jumping around your mouth, but the exact same place. The other thing is any kind of white lesion that you might see in your mouth, um, especially on the tongue, that doesn't go away if you wipe it. Or it stays there consistently. You need you need to come in and have it checked out um, because that is that is a real symptom that you know is is usually some form of either oral cancer or it could be the beginning stages right before it, uh, you know officially becomes what we call squamous cell carcinoma, which is the most common oral cancer. Um, but uh, those those really are the ones that. That, that stick out, you know, the most that we that we see. Um, but again, I think the most common one is there is no symptoms. You don't know because that lesion could be there, and a lot of them are flat, and there's no soreness to them. They're just there, and then and um, that's yeah. A lot of people don't don't do anything, especially if they're not coming to the dentist every six months, and then it's it's invasive to the point where it's in stage four. Oh, yeah, that yeah. that is terrifying. So, what are the risk factors? If uh, you know uh, the majority of the symptoms are there are no symptoms, what what are some risk factors that we need to be aware of? Well, the most common risk factor used to be smoking, but smoking is still a very high risk factor. You know, one of the reasons why smoking is such a high risk factor is when you smoke, uh, your capillaries, which are the small little vessels that basically leave your veins and go up to your tissue to help fight off um, diseases and everything. Those go away. So you tend, when that tends to go away, 
your your immune system goes away, cancer can pop up pretty quick. The other thing is, really, cancer is your cell mutating and creating things, and that's another reason why is because it doesn't get that right signal from the body because um, the toxins from the cigarette are creating those that environment for that mutation. Um, the but the the number one cause now. Believe it or not, which most people don't, a lot of people don't even know this now, is the human papillomavirus, and specifically one called HP, HPV 16. Now, there's a lot of human papillomaviruses out there, um, but that is the one that we know of from studies that that do create squamous cell, excuse me, squamous cell carcinoma. We're predicting um, in 2009 that probably 50, approximately 53,000 people will get oil cancer in America, which is a high number. Yeah, um, and that has increased significantly over the past ten years. Um, and then, of those, approximately seventeen of those cases uh, will be male. So it is more prevalent in male than it is in females. Okay, and it's all due to that human papillomavirus being spread. And um, the third uh, increase uh, in risk is uh, to the consumption of alcohol. You know, you do have an increased risk um, the more alcohol you drink, uh, the greater. Uh, the risk for uh, throat and uh, what we call mouth cancer. Um, so you you know if you uh, you know consume quite a bit of hard alcohol, um, then I would suggest that uh, you are at risk. And if you're not visiting the dentist on a regular basis, that could be a problem because uh, you, you could get that. And that's one of the reasons why we don't um, recommend using mouth rinses with alcohol on a regular basis because al- alcohol, some of those um, mouth rinses have a high alcohol content and they can also in- in- increase that environment for oil cancer. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, there's two, two things that I wouldn't have expected. One, smoking not being number one on that list and uh, two, alcohol actually being on that list. That uh, Both yeah. of those were, were surprising to me. Yeah, and, and remember smoking, you know, we think of smoking, but chewing tobacco, I should have said tobacco products um, because dipping and chewing tobacco is is probably the number one cause of the tobacco but smoking is up there but i made the mistake i should have said tobacco use in general gotcha um but tobacco use especially dippers um you know that dip has fiberglass in it and it's cutting your vestibule so that the nicotine can get to your blood quicker and so that you become more addictive to it that uh, constant cutting with the with the uh, the particles that they put in there to cut it um creates an environment for mutations and creates the environment for increased risk. So if you're a dipper um, and you're you're a, a tobacco, whether it's loose leaf or whatever, you're also at an increased risk, just like the smokers. Well, that's something that everyone needs to consider before they decide to use some tobacco. Well, we're going to continue our conversation on oral cancer when it comes to dentistry. And if you're in the need for setting up an appointment, maybe you haven't had your six-month checkup in more than six months and it's you're overdue, why don't you get a hold of Dr. Mann? Call the office, 9338 or go online to smileman.com that's man with two n's smileman.com that's dr man's wonderful website super easy to use plenty of information on there you can also schedule an appointment that way as well a quick break and back with more stick around you're listening to teeth talk with dr charles ashley man on news radio 680 wptf
You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles <laughs> Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're talking about oral cancer today. And Dr. Mann, we've learned about the signs and symptoms of oral cancer, uh, many of which there are none, uh, and also the risk factors. And you mentioned uh, the human papilloma, human papilloma virus, or HPV, as some folks may know it. But uh, tell us a little bit more about this. And uh, is, is there a, a vaccine against HPV? How does treatment for that work? That's a good, great question. And the, the answer is yes, there is a vaccine. You know, And the unfortunate thing is, is most of the vaccines are going to women. Okay. And they're not the ones that are in the highest risk categories, the males. So as, as, as um, parents, we need to consider um, giving the human papillomavirus vaccine to our uh, young boys because they're the ones that are more prone to getting human papillomavirus. Now, human papillomavirus in, in females in, in increase the risk for cervical cancer, and that's one of the reasons why it's given. But – we're seeing the shift in oil cancer from HPV affects mostly people under the age of 45. Okay, so the highest increase in oil cancer that we've seen over the past 10 years has been in that age group under age 45. We have 18, 20, 30-year-olds getting oil cancer now, which you would never think. A lot of times you think, oh, it's an, back 30, 40 years ago, it's an old person's disease that's been smoking, you know, and, and that's or chewing tobacco, and that's why they got, got it. And, that whole dynamic has shifted to under age 45 is the most prone and highest risk because of the HPV virus. So I would highly recommend that parents think not only get it for your uh, you know, daughter uh, to prevent cervical cancer, also think about the oral cancer implication for not only the female, but the male. So the sons also need, need to consider that, that vaccine. Yeah, that's good advice because we, we do so we hear a lot, or at least I have. This is speaking anecdotally, uh, that you know there seems to be a lot of concern for females when it comes to HPV, but uh, you know it seems to be just as serious. Obviously, from what we've discussed so far, that uh, the males and uh, boys and young men out there also need to be paying attention to this. Yeah, and, it's, and again, it's like most viruses, it spreads very easily. So I mean, it's not just you know. Um, we have to worry about, you know, it, how, to, how we contracted it, but we have to worry about um, picking it up in places that you never think about. You know, like if you go to, say, uh, a drink fountain and someone had taken a sip out of their cup and they had HPV on their lips and then you put your cup under there, you're getting exposed to that. You know, so we have to think about the, those things because viruses spread very quickly. Um, more so than bacteria in a sense because of the mutate, mutated process that they can go through. They can mutate fairly quickly. Um, bacteria can, but but viruses, man, as we know, we've seen flu. You have to get a flu vaccine. Cold, it, it mutates every, every year. So um, we have to be mindful and just these vaccines is very scary. You see measles popping up again. Um, Again, you know, a lot of people I know are concerned about vaccines and about the health implications that they cause. But think about it this way. Would you rather take a small risk of any complication that will occur from getting a back vaccine um, than the big risk of getting whatever you're, you're, you're uh, being uh, protected from with that vaccine? Um, the, the autism, there's a lot of people that, you know, worry about autism and things like that. That's been debunked many, many times, Okay. And if parents are concerned about that, I would suggest that they just spread those vaccines over a period of time. 
Don't let don't go in and let the doctor give all the vaccines at one visit. Spread them over uh, a year. Um, it might might take a few more visits and a little bit extra cost. But if you're worried about that, then that's what I would do. But um, it's scary to see that measles are popping up again. Um, and and that's that's a concern that we all have to face. And, and, and the reality is um, it's not helping our society. It's actually going to hurt it because when you get measles, you could die. You can die quickly from oral cancer. Of those 52,000 that I said that will get it this year, 11,000 will die. Um, and and uh, so uh, think, really think about it when you're, um, when you're in and talk to your pediatricians because they, they know best. It's scary to see some of these diseases popping back yeah. up and uh, to see that uh, other children are really the ones most susceptible to a lot of these. Uh, that That's really tragic to see. So uh, I do hope there's a lot of progress made on that front and in terms of educating people about vaccines. Well, Dr. Mann, uh, we're, we're talking about oral cancer. Um, my question, my next question is, what is available to you and other people uh, professional dentists out there when it comes to identifying oral cancer? Right. So I think this is a very important for all, all of our listeners to understand. When you go into a dental office um, and we look visually with our eyes, we pull out your tongue and look and things like that. We're looking for those sores. We're looking for those white spots that I mentioned earlier or any lumps. Okay. But the funny thing is cancer may not even show up as that. Okay, so we have a special tool that we use in our office is bioluminescence uh, is what they call it. But our our device that we use is called Velscope. But basically, it sends wavelengths of blue light through the tissue. So it's just a blue light we shine in a, a patient's uh, mouth. And if you have normal tissue, th- we're going to see blue because that blue goes right through and it, it, it illuminates. If you have abnormal tissue, which is a cancer or precancer, it's going to show up as black. Okay. So it will actually not let that blue wavelength of light penetrate and go through. So it reflects back to our eyes as black. So basically the uh, way that we diagnose or pre-diagnose it is we look, and if we see one of those black areas, we say, okay, this is a concern. And so we have our patients come back in two weeks. If that black area is still there, then we basically will do a biopsy, and we basically um, move forward. But that—that that is the most important thing for our listeners to realize is the technology is there now, okay? And if you're going to a dentist office that's not using that technology to, 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 to get it in the pre-dysplastic form, then I would highly recommend that you, you change because that technology has proven over and over and over again to save lives. The earlier you detect – um, uh, oral cancer, the easier it is to treat. So, and that is the most effective way. Yes, the eyes and symptoms can be a very, very big part of it, but the bioluminescence and there, and it's not just the Velscope. There's many different oil uh, brands out there. It's like oil ID and things like that um, are the best way. Now you also, they are so, um, they are so coming up with a saliva test that can detect early cancer as well. Um, and they're, that's showing some promising results. But definitely you want to go with, go to someone that's using bioluminescence because we do it once a year on all of our patients. And, you know, even if they're healthy, they've never had any signs because we want to make sure that that's if, if we catch it before it becomes cancer in what we call the dysplastic stage. And that's when you're what I talked about, your cells start mutating or changing. 
if you, you know, the first stage is the change. And if you can catch it when it changes before it turns into the squamous cell carcinoma, then it's an easy, easy treatment. Yeah. And that's as something that you said, it's included with your cleaning once a year. It's not right. something extra you need to no, ask No, we for. don't even charge yeah. our patients. We, we do it every cleaning by eye. And then we use that bioluminescence um, uh, once a year for all of our patients. If it's a smoker or someone at high risk, we do it every six months. Gotcha. The bioluminescence, yeah. Well, if you haven't had something like that or an exam like that, uh, it's it's probably time that you go and get one. Schedule an appointment with Dr. Mann. Call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Or go online to smileman.com. That's smileman, man with two N's, dot com. A quick break and back with more Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680. WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. You can find more online at smileman.com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. And uh, we're live here with uh, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening. And we're talking about oral cancer today. And Dr. Mann, um, you know, we've sort of gone over what the signs and symptoms are, how we identify things. And so what's what's the next step if we find out that we may have an oral cancer? How What are the treatment options? Well, the first thing we have to do is biopsy it. You know, so we're going to have to – and there's several types of biop, uh, biopsies. There's a brush biopsy that, that can be done just to brush the lesion. That's not as accurate as if we actually cut a piece of the area out and send it. Um, for biopsy, but that is the first step. And, you know, in my office, we send it to the UNC Chapel Hill. Um, uh, they will actually, you know, the, uh, they, they actually will, you know, give a report back to the patient and to me to let me know what it is. Um, but from there, um, if it is something that needs to be treated, more than likely you'll be treated by an oil surgeon to remove the cancer. Now, the Treatment can be anywhere from easy when it's caught in an early stage to very debilitating when it reaches uh, stage four. And when I say debilitating, squamous cell carcinoma gets soft tissue and it also gets hard tissue. So, you know, the longer it goes undetected and the more invasive it it gets, um, the more you have to remove. Now, I, I said earlier in the show that the tongue is the most popular place. So a lot of people... Um, have to have half their tongue or a lot of their tongue removed. You can imagine that affects speech, swallowing, eating. Um, a lot of people have to have their jaw um, resected. Um, some people have to have their lymph nodes taken out. So there's a lot of a lot of treatment in addition to radiation and chemo and things like that. So it's 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 um, it's very very important to catch it early. But those are are the treatments that are necessary as the stages get you know further and further along. Um, and that's why we reiterate, get that bioluminescence. And if you do have any, um, uh, you can catch it very, very early so that it's an easy, easy removal process. Is there a reason why the tongue is more susceptible than other parts? Yeah, of the, the, the tongue cells turn over uh, very, very uh, fast. And you can think about it, you know, whenever you cut your tongue, how fast it heals. So when cells turn over, they have the opportunity to mutate and change. And that's, that's pretty common that we see with a lot of uh, cancers. 
um, that, that are squamous cell carcinoma. You get a lot of squamous cell on your skin, too, um, you know, from, from the sun, squamous cell carcinoma, basal cell carcinoma, melanoma. Those things um, occur on our skin, and our skin cells do the same thing. They turn over very quickly, too. And that you know, once you expose it to sunlight, toxins in the mouth, things like that, you have a greater risk. And your tongue, you know, think about it, it's your taste buds. So your tongue probably touches a lot of things, and that's what gives you – a lot of, uh, hey, is something hot? Is something cold? Is it sour? You know, and so your tongue plays a part in that. But um, I think most of it is due to cell turnover. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Dr. Mann, we got a couple more minutes left here in the program. Any parting thoughts that you have that you want to share? Yeah, I just want to reiterate, you know, probably one of the biggest uh, thought processes that we have to overcome in dental dentistry and medicine is that the absence of pain doesn't necessarily mean that all is well. You know, you can take high blood pressure, for example. You know, high blood pressure doesn't hurt, okay, and cavities a lot of times don't hurt when they first start. But when they're left unchecked, okay, it leads to further and further problems. Um, Cancer is the same way, you know. It's not going to hurt initially. Most – it never does. Um, But if if it's left unchecked – with free reign to, you know, get into those later stages, management becomes very, very expensive, becomes very, very emotional, and a lot of times it leads to emergency-based um, type of treatment, you know, because if you are if you present in a later stage, they're going to put you right in the hospital within days because that's how fast it moves. Um, so I just want to reiterate to everybody, you know, Going to the dentist is not just all about your teeth. It's about the gums. It's about your teeth, but it's also also about the soft tissue, um, the tongue, your gums, and things like that that surround the whole mouth. And don't take it for granted because, you know, I know patients that I've personally diagnosed that were tobacco chewers. I have one that had no um, history whatsoever, didn't even test positive for the HPV-16 that we talked about, and they got squamous cell carcinoma of the tongue. And then I've had two that had dysplastic tissue removed that we caught it with that bioluminescence. So we just have to, uh, you know, be careful and realize that it is one of the silent killers that we're dealing with. Yeah. Don't ignore any sort of signs or symptoms that you may have and uh, go get checked up. That's that's probably the best advice that we can give Dr. Mann is uh, go make sure you're getting these uh, these regular checkups to make sure that you're avoiding one of these worst case scenarios. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's an easy thing. You know, that's one of the reasons why it's, it, you know, I always told people if there is a code that your dental insurance lets you file for because they don't like to pay for anything. They let you file for an oral cancer code, so screen, or an oral yeah. cancer screen. So you know if it's on there, it's, you know, they're not going to put it down um, unless it was necessary because, you know, they're not, they're not known for paying out anything <laughs> unnecessary. So just know that, um, again, you want a bioluminescent uh, evaluation at least once a year. Please go get that if you haven't already. Uh, Dr. Mann provides that free with uh, all of his cleanings, well, at at least uh, once a year for you. Uh, You can schedule an appointment by calling 919-462-9338. Again, 919-462-9338 or online at smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. 
Com. Dr. Mann has two wonderful offices, one in Garner off of Highway 70, the other in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street. Dr. Mann, what do we have on tap for next week? I've gotten a lot of emails from patients, so we're going to do the famous and the most uh, popular one. Those we're are gonna, fun. We're going we're gonna to answer some uh, questions that our listeners have sent in over email. If you want to get one in at the buzzer, Man at smileman.com. You've got another week or so, uh, about uh, six days and 23 hours and 30 minutes to, <laughs> to get your next email in, Man at smileman.com. We're out of time for this week. We'll hope you'll join us again next Sunday at 4.30 for Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful day.